Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show. In the USA and Canada on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. It's been an emotional day, and I, uh, like, heated. Not me, but other people. As we talk about a couple main things, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, their treatment of Bruce Boudreaux, and will their new head coach, Rick Tockett, have any success there with the tire fire that is the Vancouver Canucks organization? Johnny Gaudreau returns to Calgary tonight. This has been penciled on the Flames fans' calendar since he left in the summertime. We're going to talk about that. And John Ryan coming up in hour two here in moments well in our next segment from the super bowl champion uh, seattle seahawks there's viewers that have comments and audience on that we will bring in darren moose dupont and moose we're just going to keep uh, hit the ground running here not the usual pleasantries as we start the trip i know you were busy in hour one but brent sopel was with us in hour one uh, vancouver canucks alum stanley cup champion with chicago blackhawks he referred to jim rutherford the president of the canucks as gutless in his dealings he said, be a man. Whew, he really went after him. <sighs> Fire coming after, off Brent Sopel's comments, and there usually are. Wilf is watching on Game Plus TV in Steinbeck, Manitoba. Darren, and he says, hi, Rod. Canucks GM looks extra bad. Can't even call it amateur because it's worse. But let's just remember, it's not the general manager, Patrick Elvin. He is the window, dr window dressing in this. It's Jim Rutherford, the president, who, uh, again, just to have a little fun with this before we look ahead to tonight and Johnny Gaudreau going back into Calgary. Jim Rutherford apologized for how it came out that Bruce Boudreaux was treated. He was basically dead man walking for two weeks while they hired his replacement, uh, Rick Tockett. And Rutherford, again, he didn't apologize for anything other than he got caught. I said, Darren, it's like the guy that says, I'm sorry I robbed the bank. No, you're not sorry. You're sorry you, sorry you got caught. Because if you didn't get caught, you wouldn't be apologizing at all. And, um, and all of this. So do you, have, do you have a take on Bruce Brudrow's firing and whether or not Rick Tockett can turn it around, which is our poll question. I'll get to that in a minute. Maybe Rick Tockett can turn it around. I think he's a good coach, and I've heard good things about the way he goes about his business and, and what he gets out of his players. But it's not happening this year. This has to happen in the summer with the complete culture reset and wipe the slate clean and move forward, and that'll include other moves. But the Bruce Boudreaux situation, handling it, yeah, terrible. I mean, if you knew that Rick Tockett was going to take 30 days to get out of his contract at TBS and, or TNT and he was going to take time to um, get there, but you had already hired him, then you got to communicate with your staff. You either got to 
you know, approach Bruce Boudreau and say, Bruce, we're making a move. We'd love you to stay on for 30 days and coach this team until Rick takes over. Or you let him go right there. You let the assistant coaches handle it on an interim basis until Rick Tockett can be hired. But this is, was just bad. And as soon as it got out, you needed to address it then. You know, once it gets out, you need to address it at that moment and then make the move. But they didn't. And it's just, it's bad, and it's not getting cleaned up during this year. I agree with you. And that before we move on, that is the poll question. Do you think Rick Tockett can be successful and turn around the Vancouver Canucks? The poll is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. They have dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Last I looked, over 80% saying no. Rick Tockett won't be able to turn them around. And he said at his introductory news conference that he was going to bring back trust to the Canucks locker room. And I don't know how you can do that when there's no trust above Rick Tockett. Obviously, that's where it all starts. So I wish them good luck. Ted in Arizona says Canucks organization needs to bring in guys like Brent Sopel and Rich Sutter to bring some integrity and winning attitude back. Well, they don't necessarily... And I agree with you. I guess I was going to say they don't fit the demographic of the way teams are hiring, particularly the Vancouver Canucks. But they did hire Jim Rutherford, who fits that demographic of the old white guy, you know, that he'd won Stanley Cups before. How this happened, I have no idea. But again, he was apologizing. I think that the information got leaked that they were going to fire Bedro and were hiring Rick Tockett. That's all he was apologizing for. But again, you didn't hear me say this last hour, Darren, but... People lose their jobs all the time. 12,000 people at Google lost their job Friday morning. You know what? Move on. Boudreau gets a $2 million parachute. And uh, I mentioned the tweet from Pierre Lebrun. The Canucks are paying Travis Green $2.75 million this year. They're playing Bruce Boudreau $2 million this year. And now Rick Tuck at $2.75 million. You think the coaches are the problem? Or the idiots that are handing out money like confetti money and the team's still going to miss the playoffs. Anyways, Stacy Champagne's watching from World Headquarters, Access World Headquarters, says Jim Rutherford needs the shame, shame, shame treatment. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. James in Borden, Manitoba says, when I was a kid and the Jets were about to fly south, I wished the Jets organization could be more like the Vancouver Canucks. Boy, has that changed. I wish our franchise could be more like the Canucks. Said no one ever. I could see Edmonton. But, yeah. and with the Jets, listen, we're just, we will talk Jets later in the week. They, they, listen, news flash. You got a really good team. You're beating everybody. We're not planning the parade yet. Okay, but they're very good. So let's not look down on anybody. Let's take it one game at a time. Haven't got your thoughts yet on Goudreau returning to Calgary tonight. He's going to be booed. Maybe it would have been a better poll question. How long will the booing be? We've got the poll up on our Instagram story right now, and it's like close to 80% saying, yeah, he'll be booed. In interestingly enough, Matthew Kachuk wasn't when he went back with Florida in early December or whenever that was. Kachuk, Chucky was not booed, but Goudreau will be. So what do you think this scene will be like in the saddle room tonight as we now talk to Alberta, where we're carried on TELUS Channel 924 television? Yeah, I thought the treatment for Kachuk would have been worse because he kind of demanded the trade or went looking for the trade and wanted out. 
Gaudreau hit free agency and ended up choosing to go close to home. I mean, how can you fault him for wanting to go play close to home? It's not like he went and just signed with the team that has the best chance to win the Stanley Cup and didn't think Calgary had the best chance to win the Stanley Cup because clearly it wasn't Columbus, you know, and look at the results. But the Gaudreau situation started all of it in Calgary. Him leaving mm-hmm. seemed to spark the Kachuk move, seemed to start spark this rebuild, and it seemed like your two stars then were responsible for halting this great momentum that the Calgary Flames were on. So, yeah, I think he'll be booed. I don't know how long it will last, but I hope at the same time Flames fans can appreciate what he did bring to that organization and understand that he did just want to play closer to home. I... <laughs> I got to give this one to John Kirby. He came up with a good funny, John in Edmonton. The game tonight in Calgary is going to be delayed by 10 minutes because of the booing. (laughs) Because of the boos. That's funny. Uh, Which it won't be, by the way. That's just a Beaverton headline. Wayne in BC says, uh, by the way, the Leafs and Jets fans are planning the parade before the playoffs even start. Yes, you can set your watch by it. We're not going to get into that either. But it, for the sake of just recovering it again, I, I, I got to get your NFL thoughts because I haven't yet. But Johnny didn't want to be there. You can't blame Flames fans for being upset that he wanted to leave. He's expecting it, clearly. Uh, it was interesting Hearing the, the comments from Matthew Kachuk after the game in Calgary, which the Flames, oh, they were all over the Panthers that night. It was a bad night for the Florida Panthers. He felt queasy and weird all day going in and nervous. And in the end, he got an ovation. If that's what he felt, what's Johnny Hockey feeling today? Guaranteed <laughs> he ain't sleeping this afternoon, trying to have a nap. Uh, so, yeah, but you know what? It's a thing. You got to go in and face this stuff. And then it's over, and then you move on. But it ain't easy. Hey, oh, this is funny. Jake Hughes, out in Airdrie, says there was no 30-day out clause from TNT to get Talkit, which was originally reported. That's why it was taking so long to get Talkit. But let's consider this for a second. (laughs) Clearly, Canucks management ain't afraid to stroke big checks for what they want. They're doing it for three coaches right now. Hey, TNT... What's it going to take? Because we've really crapped in our own backyard here, and we need to get talking to your ASAP. So just name name it. One million, two million. We'll trade you talking for Boudreaux? I'm sure there was a 30-day out clause. They just got around it, don't you think? Well, yeah, there was some something. Talk it needed time, whatever, because as soon as the rumors started, do we think that last game the Canucks played was the uh, was the final straw? No, they had made this decision a while ago. It just took time to get the details sorted out, whether there was an out clause that they worked around or whatever the details were. Um, this wasn't something that just happened. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. Visualize a positive outcome, Moose, to this segment, okay? And the day. Beautiful. Jeff, the Stampeders fan. Jeff the Stamps fan says, who wants to bet Goudreau is a scratch tonight? I'll take that bet. You can buy me a butter chicken meal at Gray Eagle when we return, which March 13th, our spring residency, 
begins at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. It's the best butter chicken I've ever had in Moose 2. You'll agree. Um, I have spent very little time on the NFL playoffs, Moose. Uh, Cowboys losing 19-12 at San Francisco. It's I don't even want to open up Twitter. It's People are laughing at how the Cowboys' Twitter's exploded. They've lost again a seventh consecutive divisional playoff game. I don't see how anybody could say they should have won. And even my good guy Jim Lang said last hour, hey, they could have won. They kept the 49ers to under 20. They only lost by touch. No, we weren't in the game. Dakota threw two interceptions in the first half, down in 49ers territory that cost them the game. Stupid call on the last play, stupid alignment, ridiculous. You're trying to run a gadget play in a playoff game. It makes no, and now they're not even going to, they're not going to fire Mike McCarthy. I don't really want to talk about it. 49ers and Eagles will meet in the NFC Championship and the Bengals and the Chiefs. Your take on the final four and the weekend we just saw, Moose. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, obviously, the Cowboys and 49ers, but the Eagles just cemented to me that they're the class of the NFC again. Um, they seem to be back to playing football that we saw them playing earlier in the year. Smart play calling, you know, the dual threat quarterback, the dominant rushing attack. I think they're going to be a real problem for the 49ers. And I think. Uh, Early on, again, I, I'll do my homework before we play deal or no deal later in the week, but I got to be leaning towards the Eagles. And on the other side, you know, what a job by the Bengals. What a, what a great game, a great um, coaching job by the Bengals. They outcoached the Bills. They outplayed the Bills. They outmuscled the Bills. Um, and they, they were missing three starters on that offensive line. And they were averaging six yards a play on first down. I mean, they dominated the Bills. So I'm feeling really good about the Bengals as well coming out of the weekend. Interesting comments from the peanut gallery. From Allie in Texarkana, Texarkana, she says, my timeline is very sad today, LOL. Wish they all supported the Stars as much as the Cowboys. Right, but the Stars are a far bigger deal in Dallas than most American centers. They're a far bigger deal than the Panthers are here. And I know that uh, because of my time with my dad working for the Stars, but Mike Medano's held up, not like Troy Aikman, but held up as a sports hero, the greatest Dallas star ever, Mike Medano. Like it's a, he's a big deal there. From Kevin the Medium, he got a good memory regarding the Gray Eagle Blaze Bar. He says, they make butter chicken for Rod even if it's not on the menu. That is a fact. Moose has not spent as much time at the Gray Eagle as I have, but they've taken the butter chicken off the menu. I don't know why. I'm tough to believe that it wouldn't be selling, but they do still make it for me. And you'll wonder why I can't wait to get back to Calgary. You wonder why I like it in Calgary so much. They treat me so great there, Darren. And you too, but I've just spent far more time there. It's, again, March 13th, we're going back, and I can't wait, and I don't think you can wait either. Uh, it's going to be awesome, and... I had a dream about a week ago about the Gray Eagle Buffet. You won't believe it. About the buffet. Ooh. And I could literally, in my me, dream, smell it. You know, I was walking the buffet, and I couldn't, I didn't know where I was going to start. Oh, unbelievable. So, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I was eating ginger beef here in South Florida, and I was like, puh, puh, puh. this is not Gray Eagle <laughs> ginger beef. Okay? Okay? 
John in Edmonton says, question, Rod, do you think the Orders Entertainment Group cares about the Edmonton Oil Kings? How about no, John? No, they don't. Uh, and Jake, by the way, in Airdrie says, Calgary is always very friendly to great people. Well, thank you, Jake. I just, uh, like I say, love that town. They weren't that great to me when I was the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for 20 years. But you know what? I was the problem. I was the problem. Took many hours of therapy. How about that? I was the problem. Rod, you were the tornado. Oh, good one, Rod. Checks in the mail. Hey, Moose, I'll see you uh, <laughs> segment three. Okay? You bet. The great John Ryan coming up next. It's the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and 99.1 WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Well, this is going to be fun. I always enjoy these interviews with Regina's favorite son, John Ryan. I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia. Hunter with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Green Bay Packers, Seattle Seahawks, Bills practice squad, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Hamilton Tiger Cats practice squad, Edmonton Elks. And uh, here we are. We've got him on the screen already. I, I'm assuming he's joining us from the left coast happy monday jr how you doing bud hey happy monday thanks for having me on i'm uh, i'm getting tired just you reading all those teams i played for so i'm glad to be retired <laughs> yes. dude listen i'm gonna work in reverse chronological order if i said that properly because you know your agent's a very close friend of mine gil scott and i said how's my boy johnny and gil goes well he's very busy with all his various entities and I'm like, what? what are these entities, John? What are you into in retirement? Uh, well, about eight years ago, I bought my first baseball team, the Portland Pickles. Uh, since then, I've bought two more. And then last week, we just bought um, the high A affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians, uh, Lake County Captains. Uh, so between those four teams, it's uh, keeping me pretty busy. Oh, man. I, I was unaware of this developing news. So you got to walk it back a little more. Obviously, the Portland Pickles thing has gone great. Like, what has made you want to dive into this head first like this? 
Yeah, it's definitely something that I've always thought about doing uh, when I was still playing and uh, kind of near the end of my career. What I thought was almost the end of my career eight years ago, I kind of wanted to have something uh, ready for me when I go into retirement to have a, have a job waiting for me. Uh, you know, five more years. Uh, I said five more years for about 10 years, and now I finally am retired, but I have something to kind of move, move right into. And uh, we had great success early on with the Portland Pickles, and that's been going well. And uh, we've been uh, just keep on keep on going. You know, new new opportunities keep on coming across my desk every week. And you know, we kind of look for the uh, look for the turd in the pile that we think we can uh, polish up a little bit. And that's uh, what we've been doing. So it's been fun. Look at you. Where did you get this business <laughs> acumen, John? Where did you get it? Uh, you know what? I think I just kinda, I'm kind of making it up as I go along, and I'm a pretty good BSer. So I think that's uh, what I'm, I'm hanging my hat on right now because it's uh, I'm kind of learning uh, learning on the fly here, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Because you know, it's kind of starting from scratch a lot of these things. And uh, you know, uh, I think if I knew knew now what I knew then, I probably wouldn't have got into it because uh, you know I was kind of in over my head. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Well, um, okay. Well, again, we're on the radio in Metro Atlanta. Game Plus television all across Canada and the United States. Um, John's won a Super Bowl, CFL All-Star, All-Canadian, two-time divisional All-Star. Listen, that's the football resume. The hockey people tell me you could have played hockey if you'd wanted to. You know, play AAA midget, right? Or you went to a AAA Warriors camp. Where does baseball fit into this, John? What do you know about baseball? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've, you know, growing up in Canada, I've always uh, loved the Blue Jays, obviously. Uh, going right back to you know 92, 93, the World Series, and um, when I moved to the U.S., I started just going to minor league baseball games and really fell in love with uh, the minor league side of of, of baseball, and uh, really kind of the more so on the field is the off the field stuff, the different promotions they have, uh, the business side of it, uh, everything from merchandise to what they have in the concessions, all that stuff starts to really, um, you know, really got me going. Uh, that's kind of how I fell in love with that side of it. I, I do love the sport on the field, but I kind of fell in love more with the, the business side of it. Good for you. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting business, and it's a business that needs guys like you, good people and guys that have the background. So to get into the retirement, how difficult was it, John? <laughs> you know, it, it was difficult. You know, I've been playing football since I was seven years old. Um, you know, it was the, the, the first love of my life, you know, is uh, absolutely love football and playing professionally for 19 years. Uh, I think just coming down the end of this last season, it kind of became apparent to me that uh, when I started thinking about the offseason, when I think, thinking about what I had to do to get ready for the next season, uh, it just it, it started to feel like it was too much, you know. And uh, when I came to that that conclusion that, you know, I didn't I – didn't, I still love it, but I didn't have what it takes to kind of get ready for that next season. I knew that I had to step away from the game. And, uh, obviously, very emotional going to that last game, having – uh, my wife and you know 15 family members and 15 guys from the 1999 Sheldon Williams football team there with me too. So it was, it was the way I wanted to go out, but it was still very very painful. Sure, but in that regard, can you say no regrets then? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm uh, no regrets. I think I've done more than I ever thought I would do in this sport. Uh, you know, it was. Playing university football was always my goal, just to play one professional football game, so I could call myself a professional football player for the rest of my life. And that uh, you know that one game turned into 19 years. Um, so absolutely, I'm, I'm very at peace with my decision to walk away from the game. Uh, I'll always, I'll always miss it. I know I'll always miss it because I love it so much. But uh, yeah, just very, very at peace and no regrets. 
Good for you. And all these interviews that you're doing and so forth, um, the obligatory question I have to ask it is simply a career highlight. I mean, this the Super Bowl would be the obvious one. Is there a number two? Yeah. Um, I think, I think personally, I think, uh, being able to throw a touchdown pass and actually championship game the, the year after the Super Bowl was definitely a highlight, a personal highlight of mine. You know, it's not very often that, uh, a punter is put into that position and able to, to do that. So, uh, that's definitely a highlight. But when I think back in my career, I really think back of, you know, that 2012, 13, 14, 15, you know, those four or five years we had with just the same nucleus of guys in Seattle. Uh, we were winning games, going to the playoffs every year, going to the Super Bowls, doing all that stuff. That was kind of what I what I think back on and what I'll remember the most fondly. Super Bowl 48's the one you won. Today, can we talk about Super Bowl 49? The good news <laughs> and the bad. Did you stay in your own bed in Arizona that week, John? Were you, was that a home game for you in Arizona, Cardinals and Patriots? Or, uh, sorry, Seahawks and Patriots I, 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 in Arizona? I was able to stay at my condo for one night, and then they had uh, they had us on pretty pretty much lockdown for those uh, for those that whole week. Really, we had uh, you couldn't leave the facility without a personal driver. Wherever they took you, they sat outside and waited for you. So it was we were kind of on lockdown, um, but it was uh, you know just the whole experience, the whole week leading up to both those Super Bowls are are two uh, great memories as well. Just the, how professional it, it, it's the they take care of you. What a what a time and. V play. How often do you think? How often does it come up in your everyday life? <laughs> it actually comes up uh, quite a bit, especially it was the eight. I guess someone pointed out it was the eight-year anniversary of uh, the past the other day, and uh, back in Seattle, I'm still reminded of it quite often, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's always funny to me that I worked my entire life to, to be the best punter I could, and you know, work my punting craft, and I'm most known in Seattle for for one throw that I had that the you know, that I worked on for three days. So it's, uh, it's ironic. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, now, I'm assuming you're in Los Angeles? I am, yes. I'm, uh, I'm at home in yep. L.A. right now. Is this going to be, that's the base for the John Ryan ownership sports conglomerate moving forward then? Uh, have, you, have you thought that far? Yeah, this is home base for us uh, with my wife's work. Uh, she has to be out here. And, uh, you know, I've been here for the off-seasons for, for eight years now and have uh, kind of fell in love with the area. And, I mean, you can't beat the weather. We woke up on Christmas morning and it was uh, 82 degrees or 28 degrees Celsius. Uh, so you can complain about the traffic and everything else, but uh, at the end of the day, you can't beat the weather. Well, I know, okay, one more on you, and then I want to talk about the lovely Sarah. I, I, you tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you started an era where punters were ripped. You've always taken your personal physique more seriously than any other kicker that I've ever known and now it seems like they are all that way if I completely misread that or were you a bit of a trailblazer in that regard no I think I, I was kind of at the kind of at the tail end of you know the the the, the smoking donut eating punter in the corner uh and kind of the new wave of guys now and when you see these guys now they're I mean there's an, I don't think it was a guy under 6'2 or 6'3 punting in the NFL and they're you know they're all 220 230 uh, incredibly strong guys, and that's why you see the stats right now. I mean, these guys are absolutely hammering the ball. Like, it, it's really impressive to watch. Where you know, 20 years ago when I started playing pro football, it was you know a 60-yard punt. Just you know, it happened a couple times a year. Now it happens a couple times a game. I mean, these guys are just incredible athletes, and I think a big part of it is because these guys aren't you know just you know soccer players or whatever walking on and 
and uh, start playing football. These guys are finely tuned athletes who have been working on their punting craft their whole entire life. Yeah, it just seems to me like you're the first guy that I recall that was that serious. Maybe because I was around the Paul McCallums in the world, that maybe I was just a little jaded that way. I'm not <laughs> sure, but uh, Johnny, uh, uh, with Sarah, what's uh, the great Sarah Kalana? What is up? What's on the horizon for her? I'm I'm missing a Netflix series. I mean, she's got to have something coming up on streaming. I would hope. Uh, she has a bunch of stuff going on. She's uh, still on the road uh, at least once a month performing. She's in five shows in Las Vegas last week, and she's headed to Dallas and Arkansas in the next uh, month or so. Uh, she's uh, writing a TV show right now. She's uh, has some auditions lined up. She's, she's always got uh, something going on. She has a very successful podcast with 20,000 listeners a week. Um, so she, she always has something going on for sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you got to bring her back to the Queen City as much as you can. I'll never forget when she stood up at the show lounge at Casino Regina, and she would, she thought your career was over. I think it was when you got released by Seattle. And she's like, I'm getting used to NFL money. It's punter money, but still, the Regina crowd went nuts. They get it. Yeah. <laughs> would that joke have gone over as big in other non-football centers like that? She brought the house uh, you down. You know, I think yeah, she's at the point of her career where, you know, when she goes to these clubs or these theaters that, you know, they're all her fans. They're all people that, you know, follow her on Instagram and watch or listen to her podcast, watch her on Insatiable on Netflix or, or whatever. So they're all her people so that they all kind of know her background and uh, know that I'm her husband. And uh, it usually plays pretty well. But that joke played uh, very well in uh, in my hometown for sure. Did it ever. And by the way, for those that don't know, Insatiable is the series of which Sarah's major star uh, on Netflix. I watched it and I can't wait. I'm hoping there will be another series or sorry, another season of that. Is that on? Is that part of those plans? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like there will be a third season. Uh, I think they were some talk about doing a, a movie to end it, but uh, it doesn't look like it's coming back for a third season, unfortunately, because it was a, it was a really fun show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is. Uh, it's pretty entertaining insatiable on netflix and there was i'm sorry just i'm getting all my questions out because i don't get to talk to you that often there was talk of a seattle radio gig for you like sort of being an analyst is that happening or not happening or where are you at with that right now with the, with everything i'm doing with the, the baseball stuff and how much i've really just fallen in love with that uh that's kind of on the back burner for now i'm gonna you know do this baseball stuff for as long as it's, it's still fun for me and uh, if that day comes where it no longer is, then I might look into something, uh, you know, a Seattle media type job. Uh, I still love the city and love the uh, love the Seahawks. So I'd love to do something back there someday. Well, and I also know the city loves you and uh, the fact that you can't go anywhere in that town without being recognized talks about the impact that you made in Seattle Seahawks history. So, John, I know you're a busy guy. I will let you go. Always a pleasure to chat with you. My best to your wonderful family and uh, all the best in retirement, sir. All right. Thanks a lot, Rod. Enjoy the sunshine out there. <laughs> I, I plan on it. Thank you. The great John Ryan checking in from the West Coast. And here we are out here on the Atlantic Coast having another great day. The Moose will rejoin us next. And when we come back, we will take a look at tonight's NHL slate. A little more on the NFL playoffs. Whatever you folks would like to talk about in viewer takeover. And... Um, we never did get around to the Brooke Henderson stuff. She won the event up in Orlando on the weekend. We got to talk about that in the LPGA, her 13th tour title. And uh, the Raps as well, winners Sunday. The Hawks are playing tonight.
It's the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 99.1 FM WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. What a great show it's been today. A lot of our great friends on. Johnny Ryan, Jim Clubberlang, <clears throat> Canada's foremost NFL expert, and Brent Sokol, who really let loose on the Vancouver Canucks. And another great friend, Darren Moose Dupont, joins us. I didn't get through this, uh, Darren. Uh, shockingly, Jim Lang and I got hung up on the NFL results from the weekend, so I just want to mention Brooke Henderson shot a 2-under-70 on Sunday at Lake Nana in Orlando, Florida. Wait, it's Orlando, Florida to complete a wire-to-wire -wire victory. You can't just say it the way it's printed. You know what I mean? Orlando, Florida. I know. To complete a wire-to-wire -wire victory in the season-opening Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. Uh, it was our 13th LPG LPGA win. And in the NBA, this was our sixth point, Fred Van Vliet scored 28 points. Gary Trent Jr. had 24 before fouling out. And Toronto beat the New York Knicks 125-116 to win a three-game losing streak. So I wanted to point that all out. It was quite a busy weekend. Uh, but to be honest with you, I don't know where you are on your sports viewing and listening vernacular because we get a lot of sports always happening on WQEE radio here. But I'll be kind of not overly upset when football's done and then hockey com takes complete center stage, really, well into the rest of the winter and spring. That's just me. Yeah. No, I agree. It does become a lot, you know, when you try and balance your time on the weekend. Like Saturday, there was two NFC Div or uh, AFC divisional rounds or um, divisional round playoffs in the NFL, but it was also hockey day in Canada. So you're trying to split your viewing yeah. time between hockey and football and also take some time for yourself, right? So, I mean, it does become, it does become a lot, but I did sneak in the Flames and, uh, and Tampa Bay Lightning during the afternoon and then a little football. So... You're right. It will be a little bit smoother sailing once the uh, Super Bowl happens. I'm not, no, no, I'm not overly overwhelmed by anything. I mean, shoot, we had a lot more sports going on in the fall. I'm just saying the hockey drama, the Rick Tockett stuff, Johnny Gaudreau's return mm -hmm. tonight has been more interesting to me than any of the NFL storylines over the last couple of months. I apologize, Troy in Toronto watching says, is the mental aspect of being a kicker more important than the physical? I apologize, Troy. I just saw that now, Troy. But I can tell you the great line from Yogi Berra, half the game's 90% mental. John would absolutely tell you that. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, breaking news, Calgary Stampeders signed longtime NFL receiver Tommy Lee Lewis, who was involved in the most controversial play in NFL history. Jeff the Stamps fan goes on to say, best show right now, Your Honor, Season 2, starring Brian Cranston. Thank you for that. We're getting a lot of stuff out here. And i got to go back. Ryan, I apologize from Saratoga, New York. Had a lot of comments on the NFL playoff games that I didn't get to because it's been a very busy day here today on the program covering a lot of ground. I'll just say this about John Ryan. Uh, more so Mrs. John Ryan, Sarah Kalana, 
Have you watched her series Insatiable on Netflix? No, I haven't. I know you talked a lot about it, but I haven't seen it. Well, Allie in Texarkana says, fun show so far. It has been fun. It's, it's had a lot of emotion in it. Not necessarily bad emotion, a lot of good emotion, just a lot of emotion. As I've said, I want you to feel something when you've read something I've written or watched one of my shows. So watch Insatiable. It's filmed just outside Atlanta. You there, Ryan O'Radio? <laughs> it was actually filmed around Atlanta and in Macon, Georgia. Look it up. And I think John went and spent some time there where his wife was starring in the show. And, but I also say this, so he's living in L.A., and I'm just, i, I got to be honest, I'm sitting here watching Ray Donovan, which, why didn't you tell me about Ray Donovan? I didn't even know about it. Until Serena introduced me to it. And I'm sitting there going, is all of L.A. like this? If it is, people wouldn't want to leave their houses. People are getting shot everywhere. People are driving drunk. People are kicking each other in the face all the time and i'm kind of going no rod it's just a show but but what if it's not what if it's based on real life like most shows for instance the people here in florida quite regularly say to me you're from up in that yellowstone territory is that what it's like up there yeah it is we're shooting each other all the time how about that horses with hel with helicopters it's an average day for us what do you think <laughs> yeah, that's that's what life was like on the Peterson Ranch, eh? Growing up with the dad driving the helicopter. Although you did say he was a pilot, <laughs> so there is that, dude. Okay, thanks for the thanks for the reminder. And I'll say it again: I've seen the nincompoops on social media wonder why our show is so popular, not just in the U.S. South but all across Canada, it's because of stuff like this. It's the entertainment factor. It's got nothing to do with sports in a lot of ways, okay? So number one, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, no problem about my comments, Rod. I know it's a busy show. The busy ones are usually the best ones. Ah, there you go, Ryan O'Radio. How about this? He goes, yes, I'm here. I'm guessing he was munching down on lunch at the control board there. He said, most of your Netflix and Hulu shows are filmed in Georgia. Georgia is a great state, man. Darren, i got to take you through there, too. Um, Corey's watching in Tallahassee. The Sizzler, Corey Patterson, says one of the greatest hockey team names of all time, the Macon Whoopi. That was, was <laughs> the name of the team, the Macon Whoopi, because I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, Phil, 3223, in our audience, says, Great show right now is Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, brother, I told people about Tulsa King ages ago. And now we've burned right through it. What's with them splitting up these seasons now? And i got to wait till summertime for the rest of Tulsa King and Yellowstone. But anyways, with my dad, and this is a fact, I was telling somebody the other day that I was, I was going to go speak at a hockey banquet, and there was four teams there. It was a regional tournament of AAA Midget, which they now call U18, the top-level hockey. And Ken Miller was also speaking, the legendary coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who now lives in the hills of North Carolina, me and Kenny. And I called my dad. I said, Dad, you want to jump in with us? He's like, yeah, sure, what the hell. I'm going to lose my train of thought here. Oh, yeah, so we were driving 
And you know, they both give me heck for being on my phone while driving, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, Ken Miller, good morning, riders, was always his thing. So those two got talking. I'm driving. Ken Miller and my dad, dad's in the backseat crew cab of the truck, and got talking about how I said, my dad was a pilot, Kenny. My dad was a dad. Tell him you're a pilot. And somehow it came around to the fact that him and my uncle Robin would shoot foxes out of my dad's two-seater plane. Dad would be at the front flying the plane. Did I ever tell you this? And my uncle no. Robin would be in the back with a 22 caliber rifle shooting foxes with it. Out of the air! Unbelievable. They're both gone, not with us anymore, so I think the statute of limitations has passed. Uh, so when I tell you that my dad smuggled a handgun into the seniors' home that he was living in, into the old folks' home, you wouldn't be surprised now that you know that these types of things happen. So anyways, oh, Moose, between... we're going to take a time out. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say ahead. between that and the gun in the old folks' home and the John Lynch stories with your dad, I mean, nothing will surprise me. Oh, yeah. John Frenzy. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover, okay? 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us uh, in the studio. It is the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and 99.1 WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We got comments here from viewers and audience and listeners that will get us through right to the end of the show as we bring the moose back in for overtime. Whoops. I just kicked the camera, moose. Sorry, crew. I'm just going to leave it, okay? Uh, over time for the Four Seasons. You never know what's going to happen. For the Four Seasons Sports Palace and nice work. You're home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. There you go. Nice work, guys. Got a comment here from Metal Shingle Guy, which we'll get to. Uh, they said they love my dad's stories. Thank you, Allie. I love them, too. Phil Thompson watching in Dauphin, Manitoba, as we get back on sports track here. Says, good day. Thank God it's Monday. The Canucks organization reminds me of the Blue Bombers organization from 13 years ago with the hiring and firing of coaches. Ralph Wiggum from the Simpsons would have handled that situation way better than Rutherford. It's funny he says that when he says Wiggum. You've never worked for a team per se. You worked for the Kindersley Clippers. Was there another team that you were like, that you... You were in the guts of, you were employed by, traveled with them, stayed with them? No, not or to had. that extent. No, not to that extent. That was the closest I've been to a team. Well, that's because I feel bad for these teams, the staff of like a Vancouver Canucks, because I've been with bad teams. And you sit around, whether it's in a hotel room on the road or in a bar at home or just in the dressing room after hours and... We had a guy running the team that his nickname was Wiggum. 
And I was never a Simpsons fan, so I didn't... Oh, there goes Wiggum. Or you better be careful. Better lower your voice, Wiggum's around. <laughs> I didn't even know what it meant. And for the people that were with that team, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. It's just sad. It's unfortunate. And there's no real way out. Like, this guy brings up the Bombers back in the day. When you're in it, it feels like it's never going to end. And you just got to put your head down and do your job and collect your paycheck. And that's where I think the Vancouver Canucks are at. I mean, we can kind of end this where we started it. Why would we think that Rick Tockett's going to turn them around? Like, is he the next Doug Peterson? Because I don't know. We'd have to sit and talk about with Henry Burris as to how Doug Peterson turned around the Jacksonville Jaguars because he did. That was a dysfunctional organization or certainly seemed that way. Is Rick Tockett going to be the next Doug Peterson? He could be. He could be. I don't know how Rick Tockett sets culture and what he does in that situation, but I said this last week, right? Culture can come from a variety of places. It can be set by the owners, can be set by the GM, can be set by the leaders and the players in the room, or it can be set by the coach or others, right? Um, culture can come from different places. It feels like this bad culture is coming from ownership right now, and it's all being directed by ownership. We don't hear the general manager's name, let alone see his face. He's not setting the culture. It might be Jim Rutherford setting the culture, and if that's the case, um, maybe he's talking about this major surgery that needs to happen. This could be a part of it. But Rick Tockett does have an opportunity to come here to Vancouver, put a force field around that dressing room and say, look, it, it's our culture now. Your communication with the ownership and the problem, cutting that off, and we're setting culture here. <laughs> he could do that. So it's going to take time, but it's possible, and I, and I hope the best for, for Rick Tockett because I don't know him personally. But I've heard that, uh, he, that he's well-liked, and uh, I wish him the best. Very, very, very well-liked and thought of. And by the way, that's something that Daryl Sutter is, did in Calgary and continues to do in Calgary in terms of building culture. So, yeah, it's a good point as, what, as to what he needs to do. Whether he'll be successful is a whole other story. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, This is so entertaining and why I try to never miss an episode of the RP Show. By the way, it's another great show today. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate you being here every single day and for the kind words. Uh, Metal Shingle Guy, a couple things, uh, says, who's happier with the signing of Nathan Rourke in Jacksonville, Vernon Adams or Cody Fajardo? He says, I can see both of them in BC Lions camp. And he goes on to say, and now we have XFL football. I'm so not dialed in on the XFL that I don't even know when they start. Somebody was saying that they're starting, is it this week? The plan for the XFL was to not start until after the Super Bowl. When they, a couple of years ago when they started up, it wasn't until after the Super Bowl. I don't even know. The XFL is going to have to give me a reason to watch because right now I don't have a reason to watch. I know, me either. I don't. I believe the season starts in February. They must be starting with the camps and getting everything going, getting players on the field and, and all of those types of things right now. But, no, um, I'm going to be following online, on social a little bit, not to standings per se, but to players and trying to find a reason to be attached. But, no, um, they're going to have to give me a reason to watch. There's going to have to be something like you got to tune in because of A, B, and C. Um, but we'll just be following from afar. There's literally so much fake news and crap out there and comments that come in here. Unless I've completely 
Yeah, here it is. They don't start till February 18th. So last week, somebody wrote into this show, and I won't say who they are, but his first name starts with J. Says the XFL starts in a week. Are you going to be watching? No, it doesn't start in a week. February 18th is the first weekend. The Vegas Vipers against the Arlington Renegades. The Orlando Guardians against the Houston Roughnecks. I see some a player left the Toronto Argonauts for the XFL Houston team. Like, I'm, I don't know. That's not where my head is. <laughs> By the way, from Ryan on Radio says, Great show, RP and Moose. Or should I say, King Rod and Top Gun. Well, he's How got his name, Ryan O'Radio. Yeah, I'm not going to say no to King Rod, and I think you're kind of partial to Top Gun, so you're oh, good. Yeah. It's a little scary to me, however. You talked on the weekend about us being on the same page. We both show up wearing blue today. Last Friday, you, we both showed up wearing Bet Regal stuff. We don't talk about this stuff ahead of time. It just happens. It's weird. It just happens. Jamie in uh, Cold Harbor, Nova Scotia, the home of Sidney Sydney Crosby, says Rick Tockett will only build the foundation for the rest of the season to help set up the team for next year. Bruce Boudreaux will end up with the Leafs if Keefe fails. Oh, goodness. Can we, just, can we pause for a second on where Bruce Boudreaux is going to end up next? My guess is NHL on TNT. Working out a swap there. Uh, last minute of play in the RP show. Tonight, Islanders at Toronto. The Florida Panthers at the New York Rangers. Buffalo Sabres at Dallas. And Johnny Hockey and Columbus at Calgary. In the NBA, the Hawks. Here come the Hawks. Atlanta Hawks at Chicago. What's going to happen to the Leafs and Islanders tonight, Moose? That'll be a good game. A really good game. I actually think it'll be a nice goaltending battle for the Leafs and, and Islanders tonight. But... I'm not even watching. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Flames and Blue Jackets tonight. That's my game of the night. Me too. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, but didn't we all want the XFL to merge with the CFL because the XFL was going to have so, such great promotion? Just hang on, dude. They're, they're both not so hot in terms of selling tickets, okay? Victor Kui even said it on the weekend. So we'll kick this around tomorrow. Thanks for being with us, everybody. See you at noon Eastern here on WQEE and Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.